Welcome back, everybody. Another edition here of the Auburn Undercover Podcast on the 24-7 Sports Network. My name is Nathan King, bringing you guys today our first reaction podcast of the season. Auburn just defeated, well, not just defeated, it was many hours ago, it was very late <laughs> at, this, uh, at this moment. I'm currently in the Auburn press box still. Um, but Auburn beat Mercer 42-16 to in the season opener. We saw both quarterbacks play as expected. Um, certainly, there are going to be lots of storylines for them. Moving forward, the defense played well, and there was a lightning delay that, that went almost an hour and a half. But um, other than that, it was a completely normal season opener. But, uh, Jason, I guess we'll start with the quarterbacks. Um, you know, we knew we were going to see Robbie Ashford in this game. We reported a little bit more yesterday just about how involved he might be. We were told he, you know, he could play half the game. That ended up being about the case. But we've known for a while that he was going to be involved. Um, it was a situation where – you, you were already going to have some buzz for him just because of the way he looked, his athleticism. But now you also factor in the fact that TJ Finley had a couple of interceptions uh, against an FCS defense. That's going to create just moving forward people, you know, continuing to talk about this quarterback battle, even though TJ's the starter. Um, it's it's going to be something for at least the next couple of weeks where they're going to be talking about Robbie Ashford a lot. Yeah, you know, it was kind of the, kind of funny. You said TJ's a starter, but then he went on to say, look, we're going to, you know, evaluate the quarterbacks, do those things. And, Hey, I'm not ruling out that Robbie Ashford might not start next week. I mean, uh, I think it's a very real possibility. But yeah, you're right. The 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 bus for Robbie was going to be there. Um, had he gone out and done what he did tonight, even if TJ had lit it up, you would have had people going, "Okay, that that guy gives you a different thing," and he does. He, he gives you a different dynamic. We talked about it in the preseason. We talked about it when he committed. It's just a matter of him getting reps and, and playing quarterback. And that's why they wanted to see exactly what we saw um, from Robbie Ashford tonight. They wanted to see him get on the field and, and show his running ability. Um, he's got a strong arm as we saw tonight. He hit a deep ball, um, you know, under through a couple of balls, did some other things. And, but that's to be expected. That's because he hasn't played much quarterback. And um, so I think it was a, it was a really interesting that that was the most interesting part of the game was to see the dynamic at the quarterback position. TJ, for a while, played pretty good. Everything was under control. They played well, and then, you know, a couple of those hiccups. He started really well and and did not finish very well. And Robbie Ashford just ran it from the the rest of the way out. And um, that's what we've been talking about. We've been talking about they they didn't just want to see Robbie Ashford you know, run a few wildcat plays like we did earlier. They wanted to see him run the offense. He got to run the offense with a starting group in there, and he did a pretty good job of it. So I um, thought it was a really big kind of first step for Robbie Ashford. And, uh, you know, uh, there may not be a quarterback controversy, but there's a conundrum at least. And, uh, you know, that's that started, you know, with, with the way that Robbie Ashford played. Yeah, certainly. I mean, like you said, it's not – you know, there's not a, it's not dramatics. It's not a controversy, but it's something they have to figure out moving forward. Um, certainly it helps that next week, of course, they've got San Jose state. They don't have to worry about Penn state for a little bit. San Jose state's a team that, that didn't look particularly good um, and almost losing to Portland state. Uh, to, like you mentioned, TJ, um, he had one incompletion to start the game and then he hit eight of his next 10 passes for 97 yards, had that 40 yard completion to Javarius Johnson, who by the way was, it was spectacular um, tonight. And then he, he threw a short touchdown pass. He was eight to 10 for, for 97 yards and a touchdown. 
but he ended the game missing four of his last five throws, including two interceptions. I believe he threw two picks across the, across four four passes. You know, he I think in terms of the way the offense, what we heard about him all preseason, the way the offense was operated, the way he was able to get a command of things, that did look improved. It, it kind of looked like it was his show, and everybody you know sort of knew what was going on with him. Um, but just you know, a few a couple inaccuracies and you know errant mistakes and. Um, you know, again, a couple interceptions against an FCS defense is, is not necessarily what you want to see, but at the same time, there, there were a few good things for TJ Finley tonight. It, it's, it's not like this was a disastrous performance. No, no it wasn't a disaster, but, you know, for a guy that that prides himself on being the guy that, that doesn't make those mistakes and, and kind of running the team, you, you know, if you're the court, you know, the coaches, you're Brian Harson, you're Eric Keesaw, you go, what's our tipping point? To, to what you can get, you know, can take from a TJ Finley because he's not bringing those things in a run game. So you're not getting any run things from him at all. You're getting that from Robbie Ashford. Um, it might cost you a play or two here. Yeah, that's that's where this thing looks like it's headed. You go, what 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 where do you get the the most bang for our buck in terms of what do they bring to the table? And you know, you mentioned you know Javarius Johnson. You, you know me, I've been on him for years. Um, he still looks like the the biggest playmaker on at wide receiver for this team, and he did again um, against Mercer. Um, can they find some of those other guys? I, they they gave a, a bunch of guys some run um, and, and try to get Tavares Dawson more involved and threw a couple of balls down the field to him. Robbie Ashford is a playmaker. Um, there may be some there there will be some bad to go along with a good. Um, as a coaching staff, you know how quickly do you know do or do they decide? At some point, it's worth the risk because of the playmaking ability he brings. I think we'll get more look at that next week to see, and and we may get closer to that decision if that's the case. Yeah. So the final stats here for Finley with nine of fourteen for one hundred and twelve yards, had a short touchdown to John Samuel Shanker, and then he threw two picks. Robbie Ashford was four of seven. He didn't attempt a pass until the second half. Um, it was all running for him in the first half. Four of seven for a hundred yards. Um, had that long play to to he had a long play to Javarius Johnson as well as 56 yards. Um, also had a nice strike to John Samuel Schenker there in the fourth quarter. Um, in terms of the rest of the offense, I mean, it's, Tank Bigsby was there were a couple runs where he was doing whatever he wanted, and I almost felt like coming out of the lightning delay, I almost felt like he knew they were going to be just kind of in an, in a weird spot on defense, and he knew if he could get to that second level, maybe he could make it to the end zone just because. They hadn't been playing for an hour and a half. He maybe knew he could catch them flat-footed a little bit, but he goes for 147 yards and two touchdowns. And, and how about Jarquez Hunter? I mean, the stats don't necessarily um, pop off. He eight carries for 34 yards, but three touchdowns for Jarquez matches his total from last season. And and just overall, Jason, you know, it's, it is good to see him be confident coming off of that uh, that knee procedure. Yeah, and you know, I thought the most impressive part of the night was. Um, Jarquez Hunter scores the first touchdown, then immediately makes a tackle on kickoff right afterwards. I thought, you know, okay, that's pretty cool. Um, that shows you a team first guy. Um, yeah, I thought the running game was was solid. Uh, I didn't think it was overwhelming, um, but they were able to make a few explosive plays in a run game with Tank, and, and I think that's a big deal. Um, you know, they'll have to continue to add to that. You know, 285 rushing is a good total. Um, but it wasn't one of those nights where you went, you know, hey, they had a couple 80-yard runs, and, and that's that's where you really break open some numbers and do some things. But I thought it was a good 
You know, first step for that offense, obviously, that was a big first step for that offense in, in, in terms of, you know, the things they did, they were able to accomplish. And now you got it on film. Um, you got some of those things to work with and look through. And, um, you know, it obviously starts with the quarterback, but, you know, that wide receiver group, you know, we saw Shedrick Jackson with, you know, four catches and, and doing his thing. Um, not many other guys involved uh, in that. You know, they, they threw it some. Didn't throw it a ton. Was it uh, 13 total completions, something like that? Um, I think, and so you start looking, that's an area of, of this team and other, that has to continue to improve. We've seen it. It's been the last few years. Um, you know, it showed up again, uh, I thought, against Mercer. And for me, that's, I mean, I think they know they can run the ball against some of these teams. Um, I think you got to come out and throw it a little bit more to continue to work on that side of the game. And, um, you know, and that's something that Robbie Ashford needs to do as well. Yeah, only three wide receivers caught a pass. As it was Javarius, like you mentioned, certainly the most explosive player, got loose for a couple big games. Got got loose, meaning he beat his guy in coverage, which is not something you could say about a lot of Auburn receivers. Shed Jackson, we know the consistency that he brings. Um, and then we saw Tarbarish Dawson. We did see some, a few interesting wrinkles in this offense. First of all, four different wide receivers carried the ball. We're talking about some some sweep action. You know, so there was a lot of pre-snap motion with them. Um, so that was that was new. Uh, you, you, maybe you see more of Brian Harson's and, and Eric Keesaw's offense just continuing to take shape as they, in year two, now get more of their guys into the system. And then there was the one play where both quarterbacks were on the field at the same time. You handed it to, to Robbie Ashford, and he it looked like he had to, he had the option to. Or he told us it was a two-on-two kind of thing. Um, but he just thought Bigsby could get the bigger, the better play there, and so he optioned it out to Tank. Um, Harson said after the game, look, you've got to have some of those plays. Sometimes it's that or it takes some other forms. You've got to just keep defenses um, on their heels. In terms of Auburn's defense, when you look at the first team unit, the starters, not much to complain about. The only touchdown that 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 true starting unit led up was when TJ threw a pick and it was like inside Auburn's red zone right there. And they they had a very short field to defend. They still made Mercer go nine plays to get a touchdown there. Um, But really, I mean, like Brian Harson said, it wasn't lights out. But from that main group against a very overmatched offensive line against, you know, the NFCS team, um, I think they did their job for the most part. Yeah, I thought they were, you know, like Harson said, I thought they were solid. Um, you know, the, the interesting thing for me was is that, you know, in the in the fourth quarter, um, I think it was 42-7 to seven there, there were still a lot of those starters on defense until, you know, they got close, they ended up scoring against some of the backups. But, you had Derek Hall and Eculiota and Owen Pepo. I mean, yeah, those guys were on the field. Um, and, you know, we did not see – you know, we saw, um, you know, Dylan Brooks, you know, he, he got a, a good bit of work. Um, we saw a little bit of Morris Joseph and, and a few of those guys. We did not see a ton of, you know, other linebackers. You know, we did see Keontae Scott. They got some good reps and doing some things in there. But overall, they, they didn't play a ton of guys on defense. Um you know, and I think, you know, we saw Jeffrey Embolate and, and a couple of those guys, but um, I thought it was, you know, I know it wasn't ever really out of hand. It wasn't one of those where you're up by 60. Uh, but I thought, you know, there were some opportunities there to play some of those younger guys a little bit more, but mainly just to get those other key players off the field. And and, and I thought, you know, they were in the game probably a little longer than maybe they wanted to. And uh, But, uh, you know, sometimes it, it's about the flow of the game, some of those things. But, Overall, the defense played solid. Um, again, it's you know, you know they had uh, you know one sack, three tackles for losses. 
didn't create a turnover. Um, you know, there's, those are things that you, you start going, okay, that's, that's the next step. And, and, um, you know, they thought Aker Leota had a great game. Cam Riley was everywhere and, and he was fantastic. I thought those are two guys that really jumped out to me. Yeah. Cam Riley, 15 tackles. That's more than he had all of last season. Um, also had a quarterback hurry. Brian Harson was sort of complimenting the ability he was able to play in space. I, I just was routinely impressed with by him. Um, play by play really looks like a natural um, out there in terms of an SEC linebacker. And like, yeah, like you mentioned, Jason, I mean, the flow of the game, look, that the, the lightning delay affected a lot of things. Brian Harson admitted after the game, um, you know, they, they had a different game plan for what things could have looked like when they started getting, you know, a comfortable lead. And that it just all got kind of thrown out of whack. You had the quarterback situation. I, I think, you know, obviously it wasn't what they intended. But now, like you said, the biggest thing for them now is that they have they have these, you know, factors on tape. And hopefully the San Jose State game can be, you know, more standard. They can just go out there and get their players on the field and then maybe be able to play some backups down the stretch. Um, but I guess just, you know, over the course of the next week heading into San Jose State, what, what, what are some of the things besides quarterback that you're going to be looking for? Um, yeah, not, not even to improve, but just something you want to see on the field in this next game. Yeah, I think it's you know I think it you know the quarterbacks are involved, but I, th- I think that, that you got to start to kind of hone in. And I mean, you know, we talked about it. The issue they've got, one of the issues they've got is is you know a couple of their biggest playmakers and what Tavares Dawson's a the guy they continue to talk about as a, you know as being one of their bigger playmakers. But Tavares Johnson is their biggest playmaker at wide receiver. Um, those two guys are at the same position that Landon King is. And, and I, I don't know, did he did not play very much at all? Did he even play at all? I don't, I never saw him check in. Yeah. And, that's, and so you're, you know, you've got some, some guys that you'd like to get into the mix, but, but you may have to, to move around a little bit. Um, and, and so I think that's one of the things, try to figure out how to get your best players on the field and put them in a position to make plays. And so I think that's, that, that's where you're at at wide receiver is kind of how, okay, can you figure those things out a little bit? Um, but you know, so that's, that's kind of a starting point for me. And then, you know, other than that, it, it's just kind of cleaning things up, obviously, other than the quarterback position, um, you know, the running back, you know, I thought that group played really well the offensive line. They got to, to play a, a few different guys here, there and, and, and mix some guys in. But, um, overall it was, it was, you know, people ask, what do you need to see? That was pretty much what you needed to see, um, you know, out of this team other than, you know, you know, the couple of turnovers, um, they took care of business, did what they needed to do, and and now you can really start to you know really make improvements. It's, you, normally, it's after that first game where you go, okay, here's the things we really need to work on. They'll get a better idea of that when they start to, to break down a film. Yeah, it's it, we talked about it all preseason, and particularly leading up to this last portion where we were just you know obviously wanting to kick things off. But the bigger part of that, the more football related part of that, is like you said. You just got to figure out what you what you've got going on. You in the you know, we saw it with Robbie Ashford. I mean, we we talked to Echo Leota, Derek Hall after the game, and they were like, "Look, we've been, we've been waiting for him to have that opportunity because they were like, even in practice, you know, it kind of kind of sucks for him that that we see him have these good runs. He had we didn't even mention that forty nine yard run he had in the first half, which he said was his confidence setter. He said that kind of built him up, and he's like, okay, I can go up there and I can do this today. You know, for a guy like him to finally have that opportunity, obviously that's going to be the big focal point throughout the week and you know wouldn't be surprising if if we saw the same sort of setup obviously the dual quarterback thing worked worked pretty well for them Robbie ran the ball TJ came in and you know, polished off the drive with, with some touchdowns um, it seems a little bit more confident obviously through the air but 
we'll see if, you know, if that has an opportunity to change. Like Jason said, it wouldn't be surprising if Ashford goes out there and he's the starter for this next game. I mean, you, you just never know. Um, but anyway, that, so that's that's kind of our general takeaways from the game, our kind of snap reaction here um, still just a few hours after uh, after what ended up being a very, very late game, um, again, because of the lightning delay. It was already a 6 p.m. kickoff, but uh, ended up rolling deep into the night. But uh, Auburn wins its season opener over Mercer 42-7. to So thank you guys so much for listening to this reaction episode of the podcast. If you guys enjoyed it, please leave us a five-star review. The intro and outro music is by Beats by Mordecai. You guys can follow him on Twitter, SoundCloud, and Instagram. And until the Tuesday morning episode where we go over Brian Harson's Monday comments, and talk a little bit more about San Jose State. We will catch you guys later. Everybody have a great rest of the weekend and a good start to the week.